No hands. Look, ma, no hands. Hello. Welcome back to another episode of Supercoach Insider. My name is Ben. And I'm Chris. And uh, thank you for joining us to a, another episode. We're going to talk about premiums, those that are shitting up the bed like Whitfield, and those that we should probably actually look to. <laughs> Shitfield. Shitfield um, and Crips and Butters and Grundy and what to do with all these Muppets and also and Ridley, um, Luke Ryan, Chris's favorite as well. And also <laughs> those that we're looking at bringing into our side, the ones that are killing it. And we're like, how do we get them in our side? Looking at the whole Crips conundrum at the moment and the strategies around that. But before we move on, SC Insider 100, you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Twitch. Also, all the audio platforms as well. So, SC Insider, you can look us up on Spotify, SoundCloud, Stitcher, you name it, and on the YouTube, Chris. Yeah, just check, search for Supercoach Insider. YouTube, hop, hop, and off. That's where you want to be, guys, because, you know, if you want to support us, watch a YouTube clip a thousand times, and then we will make $2 from it. So, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> that is sad, but true. But hey, who doesn't like a little bit of kickback? Uh, speaking of kickbacks, today is obviously brought to you by splashvodka.com.au. Some lovely stuff I can't wait to get my hands on, and Chris as well, when I get out of can't isolation. I wait to get your hands on. You, you literally have your hands on it. I oh, no, but I'm, I'm, on, I'm on antibiotics, mate, so I can't drink any of this at the moment, but I, I can't love- wait to get you some. My lovely partner, I said, oh, we got a sponsor for the podcast. She was like, oh, who is it? I said, oh, it's this company called Splash Vodka. She was like, are we getting free samples? <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah. yes, you, like, yes, you will. Yes, you will. <laughs> and I will be having, um, I will be drinking some of these on the podcast next week. We will be drinking some of these on the podcast next oh, week. Yeah. Uh, also, yeah. uh, earnyou.io as well. Go check them out. Some free cryptocurrency, free bets as well. And look and look it up. And um, I obviously put out a, wee- a video each week about that. So moving on, Chris, mate, thank you for joining us. Swiss and I, I feel like I'm um, the, um, what was it, the, the meat between the sandwich. Oh, have you, do you like my <laughs> jersey tonight, Chris? I don't know if, have you, have you seen it the, seems the latest? To be, seems to be very blue and yellow. I'm not really sure what uh, the purpose of the, uh, the, this jersey is. But, oh, it's um, you the know, winning, you it's you, the winning team. It's the winning team this week, I Chris. feel like you look exactly like every other Brisbane supporter I've ever met, which is a turncoat. So thank you very much for proving oh, once again. Uh, I need to no, find look. out who who this belongs to. Is I that, can't is remember. Is that still Jamie Halls? Jamie. Yeah. Okay, let me write that love down. You, I Jamie. Need to, I love Jamie. Jamie Hall. I need to send it back to Jamie fucking Hall because I think he asked me once, and at the time I was just like, oh, I thought this was like a gift. And I was like, I do need to send it back to him. And then shit's happened and I found it, right? I'm putting it on. Represent. This is signed by Chris Judd, mate. So you better watch out. Better be prepared. I uh, do Jamie love Hall, Jamie. Mate, Jamie actually out. contacted me last week. He was um he was up here uh, on the Goldie. But unfortunately, he happened to be up here when I was down in Melbourne and Adelaide. which <laughs> is just like the biggest uh, unfortunate circumstance. So uh, if you are listening out there, I'll, I'll message you, buddy. But uh, yeah, do apologize. Tell him I've still that, got so. his jersey. I don't know why I'm grabbing this. I'm trying to see you so you see it, but I feel like I'm grabbing my nipples nearly. Um, yeah. Jamie, he could have picked it up while he was up here. Bloody Jamie. He could uh, have. It's in good he hands, mate. I've earned, I think I've worn it three times now. So uh, anyway, let's digress. Let's move on. The big conundrum, some recent news tonight as well is Crips. Um, doubtful for this weekend. So basically they said the hamstring isn't severe. Looks like it's pretty good. He will likely miss a week. Now, likely miss a week. I think they've kind of all but nearly ruled him out of this week. Um, mm-hmm. Playing in Perth next week. So Swizz was like, oh, what's in Perth? So they're going to rest him. But Chris, do you have another opinion? Yeah, I don't think that they'll rest him next week because he's a Perth native. So um, he's got family and friends over there. He used to play for East Rio. So um, why wouldn't he go over there? I think even if... 
um, he was tipped not to play, they probably still fly him over. It was probably part of the preseason plan that he would potentially even go over early or stay late. So um, I don't think that has a bearing on him playing at all. If he's not going to play, he's not going to play. And they just announced uh, from the Carlton Football Club Twitter um, that it's looking at this stage like it's just a one-week injury. So, I'd, yeah, I'm taking that. I will take that pretty much to the bank because, to me, worst case, it's two weeks. But this, if you want him to miss any week, it's probably this week. And then the next the three after that are going to be easy, easy wins for him. So um, looking forward to uh, to Cripper putting up some big 140 pluses over the next few weeks. Um, yeah, so I think, it, I think it's a hold. I think it's a dead set hold. However, obviously when the news broke, we had a look at a lot of different options as to what to do with trades. So uh, we will go through them if you are looking to make that aggressive move. Um, yeah, however, definitely. For and the me, reason, it's a, a hold. The reason you could be aggressive is is that number one, his break even has kind of gone mm. right back up again. Um, I'm just trying to find it now. Break even of 152. So definitely within his realm, but if he is a bit uh, slow to start. Now, the reason that you would consider keeping him is that he's in 61% of teams. It's because it's a one week sort of situation. Uh, I don't know about you know what your situation is, but I've got Mead that's probably playing in a, in a depleted midfield. Uh, for Port Adelaide. I've also got O'Driscoll in my midfield as well. So I actually could probably try and loophole, see if I can salvage an 80 to 100 out of one of those boys. Uh, yep. And that would, I'd consider that a win. Um, and the fact that I think when he comes back in, if he's playing, he's still going to be in that sort of top 10 midfielder range. He's 525,000. So realistically, you're going to have to spend money because you're either going up. I don't see any point in going sideways to a green who also had a shit round. Um, played a lot forward as well, kicked two goals and still didn't get a ton. And where else are you going? It's it, The only other scenario is, is that you're like, okay, well, maybe I've missed someone else. Maybe I don't have an English. You can, basically you can, a the only swap. other option is going sideways, but in a different line. Different line, so Sideways yeah. in cash, but to a top six in a different line. Yeah. Um, which like I've also English, considered. Toronto, Heaney, yeah, or... There's, there's, a There's few. literally yep. no mid. Oh, actually, I lie. There is one mid that is a one that you could look at, which I have, and I'll I'll touch on him when we get there. Um, but yeah. Um, oh, look, he's peaked his interest. He's peaked his interest. It's not really that interesting. Who you have, or you're bringing in? No, no. Who I've looked at that is a mid only that uh, that you could look at. So, um, yeah, a couple options actually. There's well, that makes two actually. Now that I think about it, but um. Yeah, uh, so, I mean, let's start at the top and work our way down. Um, I Let's go with defenders. So if you're looking at a defender, so obviously the, the other injury is Hinge. And at this point, that looks like it's going to be okay. Um, yep. He will probably play, but worst case scenario, probably again, also a one-weeker. Um, if you are going to be making a trade, here's the one thing that I will say. It's, it's too early for real upgrade season, but some people like yourself could make an upgrade this week because you actually have already almost maxed out your Bowie cash, right? So Yeah, nearly. Yep. It's and you've also got a downgrade option, you know, Driscoll, if for the, a lot of people who don't have that. You've got Pruce coming in next week. So um there there is actually quite a few guys. Unfortunately you're in a position where you don't, there's not really many guys you can downgrade to. No. Um however uh, I've got cash though. I've got two hundred and forty thousand. So exactly I could go right. Bowie to a six hundred thousand dollar player, but it's uh the so question. there's options for you, and there's options for other people too. So so potentially people could look to actually upgrade this week, which is just crazy in round four. Uh, I digress though. So um, oh, well, I suppose it's round five. 
Um, so looking at the, the defence, Doherty obviously is the one that really stands out to everyone. I mean, he's right at the top of the pile there. We've had a long chat about Dockers. Um, I, I'm like flabbergasted. He's averaging 125 and he does not have a monopoly on the kickouts. He's just playing really, really well. And what I said to you earlier today, and I've been reiterating, is that he did this the same last year. And then the back end of the year, he absolutely carked it. Now, a lot of that was role-dependent. He had an injury as well that uh, put him out for a few games. And when he came back, they moved him up to the wing. He still has the potential to do that. However, I'm not so sure under the new coach that he's going to be moved out of that position. Like, what happens when a coach comes into a new club? They go, okay, well, let's evaluate our players. Let's see what we've got. Who's our best player in X position? And that's pretty much what Michael Voss has done, right? He's playing all of his players in their best available position. He's moved Mitch McGovern behind the ball when he's actually playing. He's uh, moved Docky into his rifle spot behind the ball. He's got Adam Saad and, um, and, and Williams rotating on and off lockdown roles. He's got Cripper, Hewitt, and Sam Walsh in the guts with Chera on, you know, well, rotating through. Walsh is probably the one that's actually had to sacrifice. I think he's played like nineteen yeah. percent wing, twenty percent forward, and like sixty percent in the guts. So it's yeah, um, but he's versatile. And and Chera as well. Chera is actually you know, everyone was saying how good Chera was inside, and I, but he's equally as good outside. And they've identified Hewitt as the as the go to guy, which is just insane. So it's awesome, but. One thing I will say about that is that they, Carlton are using their players in the positions where they're meant to be played, and they're not changing them around. They're not moving magnets. He's not doing a, a, a bevo and just you know throwing the magnets around to try and solve problems. So if that's going to continue, now obviously we've got a five-game sample size, but if that's going to continue, Doherty could be the number one defender for the entire year as long as, you know fingers crossed, he doesn't get injury. And Amy Sears, I guess, five games. And the other thing is, if he continues on this trend, no one's going to be able to trade him in. He's going to be too expensive. You're not going to be able to get him. That's so, my train of thought. It's it's either now or you're going to have to wait until after that because they also have the first buy. So it's either literally right now or you're going to have to wait until after their buy. And and he'll be 620K, you know? Yeah, that's the painful part. That is definitely now, the painful part. Yeah, so those are issues. I mean, obviously, for anyone who doesn't have George Hewitt, I don't know why you still don't have him, but I, I would even put him ahead of, of, of someone like a Doherty. He's still 489K, and he's the he's averaging 119.8. Um, and now you've got Cripper out next week, so he's going to be the go-to uh, bull in, inside. I think you've just got to have him. Um, yeah, I, I thought, Short and Hewitt have to have Yeah, 100%. Absolutely and must Doherty have. would be a luxury that I'd love to have instead of, say, a Whitfield, which we'll get onto shortly. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I'm very impressed with Jack Sinclair. Um, I was impressed at times last year. When he's got the role, he can score points. Um, and we've seen that. My only issue is what happens when Hunter Clark comes back? You know, what happens to his role moving forward? Is is it just a flash in the pan? Is it a purple patch? I'm not sure if I have enough data to make an effective decision on that. And every time I see him play, every single time I go... I've got to get Jack Sinclair. And then two days later, I think to myself, is that the right call though? Like, is that the right move? And yeah. being, what, 4.5%, I think there's 2.3% that have jumped on him. He's in 2.3% now, and I think about 2% have jumped on him so far this week. Yep. That's a risky train. Because if it, if it goes the other way at any point in time, 
you're on an island with just yourself um, trying to battle that. So I'm not... I like the pick. Yeah. It's risky and it's got merit, but I'm not sure that I'm all the way there yet. Yeah, I'm and there's not just so Sinclair many defenders that are... Either. Yeah, and there's so many... Def- look, look at all these defenders averaging you know, 110 yeah. plus. I'm definitely not... Sad. I'm not touching any West Coast defenders right now. I mean, they are just playing chip to chip because well, that's what Collingwood said on the weekend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, by the way, so I will uh, digress a little bit of Collingwood talk. Uh, I did watch the last two weeks, obviously, of the games, and um, they just can't run out four four quarters. Like they literally die in the arse at the end of the third quarter. They're just too young and um, not mature enough to play at that frenetic pace because they are playing some bloody good football three quarters, and then the fourth quarter, they just can't sustain it. So um, I, I think that the only way that they're winning games this year is if they have a you know, five, six-goal lead at three-quarter time, but apparently that wasn't even enough against Geelong last week. So see how we go. Um, yeah, so what, what do you think about Sinclair, mate? Because I, I, I'm thinking that it's just, it's just too much too soon. Look, if you want to risk it, go for it, but um, not for me. Um, pretty much where I stand with a lot of those guys. Uh, the ones that interest me, I'm probably more interested in some of those uh, more expensive guys. Um, you know what I mean? So I'm actually eyeing off Lloyd if he gets to like a low 500. I know he hasn't been great and I know, you know, but I guess he did have COVID, so I can't expect him to set the world a lot for his first few rounds, but he's dropping nicely. Um, I'm just worried about like all the other points going in that back line at the moment. Um, yeah, but it's not that similar to... to be taking... Yeah. Yeah, there's, but again, you know, he came there's... off COVID. I just think it's one of those ones where Lloyd will still get you 100. I don't think it's... But is that enough this year now? With all the... Like, how many options have we got currently averaging over 100? And I'm just looking down. 17 well, if options. 500. If Lloyd's 500K, I'm taking him. Yeah, but why? Like, just, just take out the fact that it's Jake Lloyd and just, just, just put a number next to him. And the number's 100. All right? So ignore that it's Jake Lloyd. And then say 100. Is 100 average enough this year in defense? Well, it's That's certainly the question more than you what need Whitfield's. To ask right now. Well, it's more than what Whitfield's <laughs> well, giving me. And this is a problem with Whitfield. I'm glad you brought that up. This is a massive problem with Whitfield. Because it is, if, I own the if we look at Whitfield and say, I'm going to average 90 for the season or 95 for the season, that is miles off the top 10. That is like top yeah. 30. Like, it's okay, bad. So I even where, where's, it where's 95 right now? Uh, like, I know this again. I know this is a five game sample. Yeah, 95. Okay. So there's, 20, there's 23 people 24. averaging 95 or more. Luke Ryan's averaging 94.3, and he's the 25th player. Right. There you go. Daniel, and the names, mate. The names are just insane in the in these. Like, yeah, nah. I, I don't know if you can look. Carry Leon yeah. Cameron. We said this. Leon Cameron came out and said that he's injured. He's got a knee problem and an ankle problem, but he's soldiering on. I've never heard Leon Cameron throw a player in a, with an injury under the bus in a press conference ever. He will just roll them out or not and not say a word for months. The yep. whole season will kind of go past, and they'll say afterwards, they'll be like, oh, yeah, but, you know, he was battling Achilles soreness for the whole year. Okay. okay. Thanks for that information. Yep. That would have been useful earlier. We now have that information, and people like you are still dumb, dumb enough to not fucking <laughs> trade him, and I just don't get it. Hey, he had a great quarter that last quarter. <laughs> I'm sorry, look, he did. He had like a 70 After point he, quarter. It, you know, yeah. it only took him 90 minutes to heat up his ankle to the point where Maybe he could he actually kick properly. Yeah, no, Andy, <laughs> he was missing targets left, right, and center. But you are right, though, because even if I had those four, do you know what I mean? So I'm like, okay, well, Crisp, 
uh, Short, Hewitt, and Whitfield. Then I've only got room for two more. So if you kind of go Doherty, Lloyd, then you're missing out on a, on a Hall. You're missing out on um, Dawson, any of these other players that are actually killing it as well. Stewart, yeah. So that's why I'm like, I think I'd much rather look at getting Whitfield to a Doherty or something this week before Whitfield starts up, um, before Doherty goes up in price and then trying to target a Hall or a Lloyd when they drop in price for better value. Uh, yeah. It is a conundrum, and it's one that I know some people are holding because he's done enough, but sometimes it's like Houston where they kind of do enough and then they kind of become one of those ones that they're like, well, they're so cheap now, you kind of have to keep them because they're yeah. 400K. And yeah, it's like, you can't trade anyone to them. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, what am I going to do, a double downgrade to upgrade a premium that's shit? Like, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Uh, look, I agree. And look, I'm going through the same conundrum with Luke Ryan at the moment. So I've already traded Whitfield out of my team. Um, and now I've got Luke Ryan sitting there. And I mean, one of the most frustrating things that you can see is he's at 65 at half time and he ends on 77. And four other defenders in that Frio team go uh, 100 plus. So I thought it was clearly three. They're, they're, they're playing that. Mm-hmm. They had no Logue, Logue Chapman. Who else? Logue Chapman, O'Driscoll, yeah. and Bar, I suppose he's playing. Uh, well, O'Driscoll yeah. was more midfield, yeah, and Young. Yeah. Young was the other one. Yeah. yeah, it's a big issue. Now, Louis, uh, sorry, Ryan gave away, I think it was a free kick, dropped a chest mark in the goal mm. square as well. So he was on negatives early. He had a horrible first quarter, absolutely blitzed the second quarter, which is what Ryan does. He goes on absolute yeah. heaters where he shows up for a quarter or a half and gets like 50 points. I still remember one game, I think he was on like 109 at three-quarter time, and I needed him to get, like, two super coach points for me to win the game, and he went backwards. Like, it's yeah. um, it's just one of those things. And I think his high ceiling is there, though, after that, that first round. But I think the issue was is that when they lost, um, was it Pierce? I think the, whoever's that tall. Alex Pierce, yep. Yeah. yeah, I think he had he to play a bit more accountable. Week, I think. I think that he had to play a little bit more accountable because they lost a tall, and then mm-hmm. Logue was able to sort of play as that, you know, kind of in that sort of tallish manner. But, the other problem is, is that Chapman and Young are just absolutely killing it and are so dynamic that I also don't think Luke Ryan's actually the best user in their team. He used no, to have Hayden Young's everything. the best foot in their team by yeah. a long shot. But they used to get everything um, to Ryan, and now it's like, fuck you, guy, and we'll give it to these young boys because they're better. Yeah. Well, look, here's what I know. I think he's still going to average 100, 105. Then why are you trading but it's him? Whether or, not I'm, whether or not, yeah, exactly, so why trade him? It's whether or not I'm willing to go through the variance in his scoring. Because he'd probably come out this week and go 140, and I'll fucking probably trade him to someone who goes 90 or something stupid like that, because that's what I do. Yeah. But, um, you know, I, am, if I, I've got to make a decision right now. Am I going to keep him for the year or until he gets injured, or am I going to trade him? And that's, uh, that's literally where it's at. So I'm only four rounds in. I knew that he had a variance in scoring when I started the season. So why am I looking at trading him now? And the reason is there are all of these defenders that have come up and they're just like averaging through the, like, astronomical value. Like, imagine if I started Sam Doherty and Luke Ryan were basically the same price. I think Sam Doherty was 10K cheaper. Imagine if I started with Doherty instead. Imagine if I started with Heaney instead of Butters. Like, I think well, that would be yeah, the best the, team. The coulda, shoulda, wouldas. I mean, I had Whitfield and I could have thrown 30K onto him. You know, that's, um, it's one of those things. But so Whitfield, so we've got Crips here at the moment. You could either, basically, we're recommending to hold uh, unless... You want to go and risk it and go to like a Bontempelli or try and really get another premium that you don't have that you think is about to fire. Um, yeah. So Bontempelli or Steel are probably the only ones for that. So I'm still interested to hear about your other recommendation, Chris. 
Uh, well, so uh, one, but just wanted to touch a little bit heavily um, further on Hall, just for, especially since um, there's a massive role change last week in the North Melbourne defence in that um, uh, blah, 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 blah. Zeeble played forward. played forward and kicked five goals. Um, and I can't see them changing Zeeble out of that They're role not. as a mid-forward. Um, it's exactly what they need in that forward line. I listened um, to Noble as well. Noble actually joked because he went to defence, was doing well, went to the forward line, kicked five goals, and then Noble actually joked to Zeeble, I think it was like on the Monday, being like, oh, so you want to play in the midfield this week? Like, um, <laughs> Yeah, so I think I think they've also publicly said that they'll probably continue with that. Um, good news for McDonald, but particularly Hall. And tell everyone why, Chris. Uh, well, he's just going to be the main distributor now. So we've obviously, they, so they had the three down there in McDonald. Um, and Hall and Zeeble, they were all waxing off each other. Um, and they've now put a rookie into that back line in Flynn Perez. And he actually looked quite good, but he, his super coach points only got to 32. Um, so in my opinion, it's, it's all Aaron Hall now. It's got to be, he's going to be the main mover. You'll see some scores as well from, um, uh, from Luke McDonald, which still makes him now a more interesting prospect. Moving yep. forward, especially as he's going to get defender status in the next couple of weeks, so he could also be one that you look to transition. But yeah, kickouts, obviously. So it's going to be now only split two ways as opposed to three ways. So Aaron Hall should get more kickouts, more. should get more points. Yeah. He should get. He, he's going to be the main run and carry guy, and he. I mean, he currently is the main run and carry guy, but it's just going to be compounded even more. Now, the only thing that um, we we also saw last year when Jack Zebel wasn't playing. Aaron Hall was everywhere. He was absolutely everywhere. He couldn't stop him. So uh, I think that he will be the number one forward, uh, number one defender this year. And he's dropping cash, I know, because he's had a couple of lighter weeks. Um, and he had that 67, I think, in his cycle from last week, I believe. Um, uh, but I think it was like you... 70 against the Lions, 70 flat against the Lions, 97 yeah. this week, just gone. 129, 123 the first two weeks. Um, definitely one yep. you could probably wait a week on. Yeah, but I don't think you're going to pick him up next week, right? Because unless you get an injury, so you know this week yeah, if you're true. going to someone, at, you could almost sideways him from Cripps because what Cripps is like five thirty-two. Um, so you only need fourteen k in your bank to get an Aaron Hall in, and he's going to be a top six defender guaranteed, uh, in my opinion. So yeah, um, that's one to jump on. I just wanted uh, to highlight that five Cripps is five twenty-five, so you need about yeah, twenty thousand. Yeah, not. Yeah, not look, and much. here's the thing. I'm going I'm to move over to the midfield. Hang on, no, I'm going to rip this apart because I fucking hate Darren Hall. Now, oh, number fuck one, fuck you. I, I shouldn't have given you a platform to talk. No, no, it's okay. <laughs> no, so number one, I do agree with you. Um, I think Luke McDonald definitely goes up in value as well as Aaron Hall. Uh, when Aaron Hall tore it up without Zebel last year, I question as to how many games McDonald was actually playing in that sort of backline around that time. McDonald's roles mm-hmm. changed from last year to this year. But I do agree with you on that kickout monopoly. I think Aaron Hall gets a lot more kickouts, and it pains me to say that he's actually an even better option than he was because I wasn't really wanting to get him, and now I feel like I kind of do. So I'm actually agreeing with you, Chris. Um, I'm yeah. toying up the notion between Doherty and Aaron Hall for Bowie this week and just making you know, the move you, for an upgrade. You know the worst thing about um, Jack Zebel's move to the forward line? It's that uh, Horn Francis is now playing way more midtime. And oh, he's getting—he's not getting a forward status. I, oh, you don't have him. Nah. 
Oh, he's killing it in the midfield. He's playing so much midfield. And, dude, and looking good. He, he, I think he got to like 101 points in just the early in the fourth, and then somehow yeah, back scaled with... back to like 89. So I don't think he got a touch after that. I don't and think he got a touch in that last quarter until he literally had a shot for goal to try and win the game and didn't quite make the journey. Now, if he nailed yeah. that goal to win the game, he only needed another, you know, less than half a meter, a cent, you know, like a ruler length or a half a meter maybe, and it was going through, and it just fell short. So, um, yeah, it's one of those ones. So let's have a look at. <laughs> Is it one of those ones, dude? I I I don't know if you saw. I commented on your YouTube video the other day saying you say. It's just one of those things, like to everything. <laughs> everything is really? one of those things you do. Oh, it's shit. one of those glass shattering moments where you're just going to look back and go, oh, wow, I say that way too often. Um, so, anyway, all right, so moving, on to, moving on to the mids, mate. That's probably one of those transitional things where I say it to kind of round out and then move on. Yeah. No, if it makes yeah. sense. Well, it's just one of those things, Chris. <laughs> it is just one of those uh, things, yeah. Can we touch on the other shit premiums, please, and as to whether you would actually keep them or move them on? Uh, so we've touched on Cripps. We've touched on Ryan Whitfield. We've touched on as well. So Butters, Grundy, and Ridley are the other yep. three that I want to touch on. Now, Butters, you are definitely a big Butters advocate. I am. Or are you still? No, I still am, yeah. Um, so there's a few things happening with it. it. It's very much role right now. Now, there's been some conjecture over whether or not it is because he's slightly injured, and he may be. So take that with a grain of salt. That could be a situation. However, I don't think that's likely. Um, what's basically happened at Port is they're 0-4, and they cannot score. They're struggling to score because their two best goal kickers in Robbie Gray and Charlie Dixon are out of the team. And Jeremy Finlayson, for whatever reason, is not back in that squad. He kicked six in the VFL last week. Uh, sorry, yeah, Sandfield, I should say. Um, so he should be back. But um, they just they can't find an avenue to goal. Now, who are their best X-Factor forwards then? Who's going to get goals out of them? It's going to be Rosie and it's going to be Butters. They're, they've proven that they can actually you know, kick some goals. And they've tried to implement Butters into a more of a forward rotation. Um, that's left him as a little bit more of an outside mid as opposed to inside. Last week, he basically had no CBAs until Wines was out of the game, which was after halftime. Uh, he's obviously out this week, so I envisage him getting a lot more CBAs this week, which should turn around his scoring because he's going to be a, a more in and around the ball. The question mark's going to be, and this is a, this is a shit thing for, for the Butters pick for the whole season, is if his role is that much on an ice edge that one forward injury means that he's going to the forward line, that's an issue. Because Robbie yep. Gray's body is obviously not reliable. And they don't really have many other forwards. They've to tried to play McEntee. He's obviously a rookie coming through. Um, that I think Woodcock, who was oh, oh, burst onto the St. Boyd Woodcock, he was on the scene. Like uh, yep. He's not on the list anymore, I don't think. I think they delisted him for some reason. Um, obviously, Sam Gray is no longer there. You know, So the, forward, the, the, the small forwards that they had coming through just aren't there right now. And so they're just struggling on that avenue to score. They're also struggling with their ball movement. And there's a few different things wrong with Paul right now, to be honest. But that's holistically what's wrong with the with the Butters pick. And I'm holding. And it, look, I think it's going to be a case of if I get to the buys and I need to trade him, I will. But I'm not going to just jump off this train when he's every chance that he's still 
one of the, the best forwards of the of the year. So, and the other thing is like forwards aren't really an issue. Like I've got like, does anyone have a problem in their forward line? My biggest problem at the moment is if Cherry is going to come back to scoring after his dismal thirty nine or whatever last week. But he's still averaging like seventy. What's what's uh, what's Cherry averaging? Something like pretty high. Oh, he's still um, averaging and, very well. Yeah, and you're not you're not going to trade out a number one ruck who's going to yeah continue to make a lot more cash. So well, didn't help. Cherry got busted open and bloody was off the field when Laddams was doing a concussion test. So Goldie just tore up. Uh, Cherry's yeah. still averaging. I think is it eighty one and a 81? half. Yeah, who's getting rid of yeah. that guy in the forward line? Like. Pfft. He'll be the one of your last traded out forwards. If that, he might even be a, a season keeper. Who knows? Um, you could keep him at say F six, F seven. Sorry, F seven and R three, and just rotate him. You know, so there's 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 options for it. Um, so yeah, I think Butters is a massive hold. I can see if you're really true looking to make moves, you're in the say the top thousand, and you're sick of looking at Isaac Heaney and him kicking your ass every single week. Why you would want to do it? But I think there's a very large pool of players that don't have Isaac Heaney that are looking at him going, he's overscoring every single week. Like, we looked at his score in the weekend and we went, how the hell is he on 74 or something? He had nine disposals. And we're like, what's going oh, on? Nine tackles. And I think he had tackles. And that nine was tackles. Yeah. I don't think I've ever seen him have nine tackles in a game. Like, that must be a career high for him. I'd have to look into it. But... What the fuck? Okay. Yeah. Like, good on and you. Good on him, man. Like, he he's, he's a great much. player. Like, I'm not going to say knock Isaac Kingy the player because he's, I love him as a player. He's just a yeah. frustrating super coach pick. I think 10 um, minutes to go in the last, he didn't even have many super coach points and then kicked, got a mark inside 50. I think he was one of the only ones up there. Um, kicked a goal, put them like ahead, and then literally kicked a goal with nine seconds to go and sealed the game. Oh. Bang, bang. The, amount of, the amount of times that Isaac Heaney is alone inside the forward 50, it's just, I don't know like how it gets, like people don't see him out there. Like he's a golden god for fuck's sakes. Like how do you not see the golden god entering that 50? Like, yeah. Anyway. I think he just let out the angle. Um, the other thing I want to take on, um, your take on Chris is now Grundy. So, uh, obviously perform well on the weekend, right? And I know people have been a little bit skeptical mm. and some people jumped off Gorn and some people are now toying off the notion of jumping off Grundy. And the only reason they're jumping off Grundy would be if they had a set and forget system and there's all these rucks and ruck forwards. So you've got Dixon, you've got Hayes, or Dixon's about to obviously play really well with Nick Natnui out. Uh, Hayes from Port Adelaide has been named to debut. Pruce is on the bubble next week. And there's all this ruck value that are probably going to make you 150 to 200 thousand dollars each, coming through the ranks. And if you're set and forget, you're kind of fucked. So where do you yep. stand with the whole Grundy situation in a set and forget situation? I'd rather trade Gorn still, um, but there's a reason for that. Obviously, it's ruck time. And yes, Gorn played well last last week, but fuck, did anyone watch the game? Because Paul were abysmal. And they just they just kept kicking it to Max Gorn. He may as well have had a big green light above his head saying, kick it to me, kick it to me. They could not see his shiny bald head 40 metres away and kick the other way. I just don't get it. Just, am I the only one that sees it? Because I'm like, don't kick it there. I can see Max. I can't even see him in the field of view, but I know yeah. he's right there. And then like, my set got injured and he literally just had a field day. And they Absolute have like their tools. Day. Like Marshall is not a tool, mate. Like he's not. And who's their other like for Georgia? He's not at all. 
these guys aren't like ruck size. They're not going to be able to compete in the air against Max Gorn or Luke Jackson. They both just sat behind the ball doing whatever they wanted. Um, and then, yeah, exactly what you said. Lysette got injured. So, I mean, yes, he got a 160. Yes, I think that he can do that. And he will do that at times during the season. But he's also going to drop your 90s. He's also going to drop your low tons. He's not the guy that we 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 have grown up the last four or five years in Supercoach being like, this guy is the is the second coming like it's not that anymore so we just got to be careful with you know being like yep max gone pulled a 160 and all of a sudden he's back he's not he's not his role's not there the numbers don't show it he just had a really good game i think he's about 30 percent 30 percent playing forward as well so if he does kick some goals which he is possibly you know, able to do i think it's going to be a reliance on his scoreboard impact and those intercept marks if he's getting them. So I think those two things will rely heavily as to whether he goes 90 to 105 or whether he pushes 122 you know, and plus, um, depending on any given round. So I think there will be a little bit more variance in his scoring this year. Um, yeah, so if, yeah, but if you do look, have both I, of them, would, I still would you... Think, I still think that he's a good option, though. Don't, don't, uh, I'm not discounting that he's going to be a bad ruck option, but I think what you said earlier was right in that if you are looking to trade out of your set-and-forget rucks, which are you're going to be your Gorn and Grundy, then I, I would still lean towards trading Gorn rather than trading Grundy. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hear you. I think Grundy's dropping more cash at the moment. Grundy, uh, Gorn, was at least he made his break even, I think. So he's mm-hmm. he's kind of holding on, old Gorny. Yeah, but, I mean, they're both around the same price, aren't they? Like, they're not... No. Gorn's 617000 with a break-even of 86. So I think you're kind of keeping Gorney, and Grundy is basically, he's got to be 586. Okay, so about $30,000 difference. And he has a break-even of 131. Uh, yeah, but he's got a, yeah, so he's not, so Grundy's probably not dropping any cash at all, or very little cash moving forward. He's probably going to average about 120. Like, uh, that's that's what the way I see it. Um do I think that there's there's merit in dropping both of them? I've or thought any. about it. I have I've seriously thought about it because like you said, we've got now four five rucks that can rotate through there. And I'm also worried about this other problem that I'm gonna have, which is getting landlocked. So if I'm I've I'm looking at training Pruce in, right? He's a ruck only, he's not gonna get forward status. Hayes is ruck only. He won't get forward status. So if, you, if you're going to drop into Hayes territory somehow, he's a ruck only. And then you're going to have, you know, let's say you've got you know, Grundy or Gorn or whatever as your third ruck. You're landlocked. You can't get anyone in as a ruck forward option, even though you've got Hayes, Dixon, English, um, and, and Cherry in your forward line. You're not going to be able to shift them into your, into your ruck line. So I see the merit. And potentially trading out, I know this sounds stupid, trading out Brody Grundy and trading and, and keeping English there so that you can continue to move those other rucks around in through your forward line um, when you need to and to have that flexibility in your team. Uh, I think it might be important to do so. So that money that Gr- Grundy represents could be better spent in the midfield um, and upgrade to a premium there. So there is, and I mean, the forwards. Again, we've got so many forward options on field for rookies and stuff at this stage of the season. So if you are going to do it, it's probably now. Um, but yeah, it's a tough I, 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 strategy. I, yeah, yeah. This week's not the week to do it because you got Bruce coming back next week, right? So 
Yeah. It's not the week to do it this week, but it's just something to think about in your back of your mind. You know, what's your what's how are you going to get Proust in? First of all, because he's going to he's got he'll shit in 150k. He's probably going to make 200k like that. So if you don't have him, he could be the Riley O'Brien of was it two years ago or three years ago when Riley O'Brien came onto the scene. And yeah, even Hayes could be the Riley O'Brien. Depends if, yeah. if um, Lice, it depends if Lysette's having shoulder surgery or not, well, or whether he's just going to rest it up. Number one, these number one rocks are going to score, right? They're going to get probably an 80 average and they're going to make bank. It's as simple as that. Sam Hayes is going to make bank. He's going to be one of the best rookies of the season if he gets six to eight weeks on in in the game. So you can't discount that. You can't just throw that away. So definitely something to think about. And the it, lack it of midfield rookies. The yeah. lack of midfield rookies. We've got Dacos getting defender status in a week. All right, well, he's going to then move to the defensive line, right? He's, he's going to have to play D6 or D5 for someone. Yeah. So, um, yeah. yeah I, like, who's playing then on you, field like, then? Again, who's on the field in the midfield? Because the yeah. midfield rookies, they're, they're like not coming through. Had Erasmus come through and he's been okay, but a bit, he's probably out this week. Um, where are the where are the midfield rookies? They're just not existent. So I think it's only uh, Greg Clark from West Coast who maybe a week or two away. Uh, that's yeah, if he gets named as well. He'll it's, probably you know, come through the waffle though first. You'd, you'd have to think so. Maybe um, I don't know. Well, I think yeah, it depends tough. on how many guys at West Coast are available each week, right? Well, I think Shuey and Yo are back this week, and then Gaff next week apparently. So mm. um, that so, does add another. So yeah, level. look. I definitely think that there's merit to changing, to switching that up, spending a trade, migrating it into your midfield to get a, a, a uber premium there. I mean, you're going to be able to sideways. Um, next week, you'll be able to sideways Grundy to Clayton Oliver. Are you losing points there? Probably not, right? Or are we saying that that's a well, but like-for-like then, so trade points-wise? Clary on field in your midfield, and instead of having a rookie like trying to rely on a me or another I've rookie coming through. I've got Ward at M8 right yeah. now. That's what I mean. So it's instead of having forty-five Ward, points, instead of having Ward, you could have any of the other ruck forwards. You could have, yep. um, so you know, English and Dixon Bruce. on field, who's going to be and, the number one ruck there, probably. Yeah, Dixon or even Hayes. You might even be able to have Hayes on field instead of a crappy ass rookie. Like it's definitely a viable option. Or and you can have the, English English R one, Bruce R two, and then Nick Martin at F six, or Rochelle at F six. All better options. Like, they are all better options than having Ward on field, right? By 30 yeah. points a game minimum. So yeah, sucks. now you're saying, okay, well, Clayton, Oliver, and 30 points per game in the forward line versus Grundy. Well, it, it's yep. got merit, man. It's not a throwaway thing. It does. So, and, and the issue is that people get so locked into the whole set and forget strategy where it's, you, you know, by set and forget means set itself means you can't change it. Right, so you don't change it, but then when literally life gives you an apple, or it gives you a bone in all these ruck options coming through, and the ruck line not looking as good as it was, and other lines looking weaker than we thought they would be, then sometimes you kind of have to change strategy and adjust. Um, mm-hmm. I could go either way on this, so I've got Grundy and English and Prue, so I'm pretty happy. But if Hayes comes in now, you know what you're talking about being you know landlocked. Um, it, it yeah, you know, it might be good for a short term, but again, it is that situation where um, you are reliant on these players, yeah, you know, keeping their role and keeping suspension free or injury free. 
Um, mm-hmm. But there's money to be made, lots of money. It's a risky play, but I, I see a lot of value in it. So, look, I'm not saying that I'm going to do it, but I'm Grundy, thinking think about it. You need to get rid of one. If you have oh, you have Grundy, because you, you need Bruce. Grundy. Yeah, you, you need to have, Bruce. You have to have Bruce. So much money. And, you and can't are you have really going to have Bruce at R three? No, you can't do that. No. You can't too expensive. Not, not going to happen. It's and then just with a Hayes, oh, with Hayes as yeah. well. It's just uh, yeah, coming and through. Like, assuming you know, we've got we had five extra yeah. trades. What's what's wasting one trade? You know. <laughs> All right, well, let's move on. So uh, let's go to mid-value because we've, we've, we've been chatting a lot about this. Um, so uh, what was the – oh, Ridley's the other one, but obviously, yeah, I mean, I would get off Ridley. I didn't like him to start the year. I started Ryan ahead of him. Am I happy with that? Nah, not really. Uh, but I wouldn't be I'm, – I'm, I'm off the Ridley train completely. I have been since the start of the year, so that really hasn't changed at all for me. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, midfield, so I think as far as value goes, I think it's – Realistically, there's only two players you should probably actually look to upgrade to at this current point in time, and that's probably Steele and Bont and Pelly. Uh, more for the fact that Bont has an extremely easy run of about seven games coming up where he could tail up 120 to 130 supercoach points. Easy. Uh, it was also this time last year that he went on an absolute heater. And Steele, based on the fact that his last three rounds have been quite impressive, his break-evens, you know, not too bad. He's dropped a little bit of cash, but stabilizing. And I think he is another good option that you could have instead of, say, a Crips or something like that. If you were looking to move on, they're the two. Otherwise, it's um, pretty much looking at Clarion and Track, really, Chris. And um, Brayshaw, if Brayshaw uh, drops some more cash, where are you thinking with these um, primo mid options? Yeah, you're absolutely right on most of those. Um, I would probably, I'm actually on the, against Bont, but I have been for like three years, so like whatever. Um, I'm I'm just against Bont with all the players there, so he's just he's shown his average with all of the players, all of the midfielders there. He's the one that suffers the most. If there's an injury, if Liberatore gets injured, if Trelaw gets injured, if Bailey Smith gets injured, if McRae gets injured, if there's an injury, then I can see the the improvement. If Duncan gets injured, for example, I can see he more mid time, and then the score goes up, etc. But right now, I cannot see it. It's not going to happen. He's probably going to uh, you know, be around 110, 115 average, and that's fine, but that's not what I'm paying 615K for. So, no, in my opinion, not unless there's an injury in that midfield I'm not touching, um, regardless of his of his of um, of the uh, the, the so, picture that he has. Steel, or steel though, Steel is the one. Steel's the only one there that you go, okay, I'm not getting value, but I'm getting exactly what I want out of this pick. Um, I don't think you can get Petraka or Oliver now, considering that in a week or two weeks' time, both of them are going to drop considerable cash. So you're just wasting money. You'd be wasting, what, almost 100K on on Oliver and I think 50 or 60K if you're going to Petraka this early. Those are two very good options for the whole year if we're looking at it. But I just think that you'd, you're better off looking at them in the next couple of upgrade rounds. There's merit to think that in um, upgrade rounds seven and eight that we go bang, bang, Petraka, Clary, most people will have them both. So you, it's not like you're going to really grab a benefit over the competition by going two weeks early. Does that make sense? Yeah. Speaking of common sayings, you say merit a lot. Um it has merit. Um, this, this Your has merit. iPhone has just said that I've I've uh, I've said merit seventy two times in the last three minutes. Oh, there um, you go. Um, 
having a look though, so Petrarca obviously got tagged out 98 and then 85 the last couple of weeks. Still decent scores, you know, with some attention. Um, Clayton Oliver as well had a really poor week just going. I, I'm interested to see if GWS tag one of them or even both of them uh, at different points of that game. They might try and sort of lock one down, get their confidence down, and then shift and try and jam someone else. Uh, they've done that I think, before. I, I think, think Oliver just goes field. head to head. I think Oliver just goes head to head with uh, Tom Green, Green, and I think it'll oh. be. I think Track will be absolutely locked down this week. Battle of absolutely. the Ringer. I, I, yeah, yeah, and it, it will be because if you're if you're Leon Cameron, and I, I do think that he has half a brain. Um, if he's got half a brain, he would be saying, "This is your the the prototype midfield of what you need to be doing in the next five years." I want you to play on him, and I want you to go head to head, and I want you to learn from him. That's all. That's what I'd be saying. Because they are virtually identical players. I would actually say, I'd argue that Tom Green has the potential to be better than Clayton Oliver. And Clayton Oliver is a bloody good player. Um, That that game he had was uncharacteristic. A 68. I can't remember Clurry ever getting a 68. And he had a 146, a 121, and a 112 before that. Like, it's, I just can't wait. Now, I'm waiting. GWS passes Richmond. All of a sudden, yeah, I'll wait for that game. After that cycles out. Round seven, Hawthorne Saints, West Coast, North Melbourne, Fremantle. It's the money. So yeah, you That's can't be money. trading. You can't be trading in Clayton Oliver and Christian Bichaka this week. It's just a. No. That's so. So your option is, in my opinion, just steal only if you're going up. Otherwise, yeah, I don't, I think Brayshaw's overpriced right now. I wouldn't be paying 620k for him. To be completely honest. Um. Outside of that, I don't really. Yeah. I honestly don't like the mid options going up. No, and there's not really much going down unless you were to go to someone like either Scott Penelbury or Luke Parker. Now, I think Luke Parker you could probably wait two weeks on as well. But yeah, the benefit dropping. of someone like Scott Penelbury is obviously him moving to the defence. So you're not you, you're sideways in Crips. Someone like Scott Penelbury to move him into defence in a week's time. Um, so that could be an option for you moving forward. And I do think yep. that he's definitely going to be able to get defensive status. Um, Luke Parker, I think, will, is is one of the only um, other guys that's looking like he's going to be able to get forward status that I'm actually interested in as well. But we'll see how that plays out. But yeah, yeah, Luke otherwise, Par- Parker, the forward, forward hey? line. Yeah, otherwise forward line's decent because you could always put uh, Cornelio into that midfield. If you're already running, say, four mids, and Raul and Berry. Yep. Do you know what I mean? Then realistically, that Crips as your what M four, technically mm-hmm. speaking, you could go and bring in a you know a Taranto, um, a Heaney, pretty much around his price point within ten k reach of of um, Crips anyway. So I don't mind it too much if you wanted to really shore it up. But again, I've got plenty of mid prices killing it well enough in that forward line, and there's plenty of rookies yep. killing it in that forward line that it becomes quite hard to justify trading in a midfielder. To do that, um, I think, yeah, I think hinge down to O'Driscoll or a Bowie down to O'Driscoll to free up cash if you wanted to do anything. Spend the hundred and fifteen thousand, get steel, and then come back for um, for come back for Crips if you're really desperate on him. Wait for him to drop a bit of cash with his high break even. See how his hamstring goes, and if you know you can pick him up for again about four fifty, then you're laughing and you've already got a premium in another line. And you haven't missed I don't him think for Steel, any rounds. I don't think Crips is dropping to that price. I think he might get to 480. But he's not dropping that much cash. 
Okay, um, but either way, you can still watch him for a couple of games, wait for that score oh, yeah. to get out of his cycle, and I mean, then jump on again if you feel like it. Again, like this is all risk-averse stuff, right? Like, so, I mean, the good news is that 480 is a good price point to upgrade to. So if you are happy to upgrade, to up, you've got the money now, trade him out, get those two weeks of scores. In three weeks' time, you got, he's going to be part of your upgrade cycle, and you get him back at, say, 480K. You have saved 40k, but it's really about keeping that upgrade cadence and continuing to upgrade to guys that are good value. You've already picked up Steel, and now you're just picking another top 10 midfielder, but for 480k. So yep. it, it does allow you that flexibility. And it buys um, you that it, time as well. With that extra, yeah. he has the week off, and then you have a few rounds of that um, that price in his cycle. So it buys you four weeks. And in that four-week yeah. time, you have some people that are literally ripe for the picking to downgrade and upgrade, and it won't cost and, you much, as you said. Look, I suppose in the forwards, like there's just really no one really that takes my fancy. Like I, I, Heaney's obviously killing it, but as we said, I think he's sort of over uh, overscoring at the moment. Um, Luke Jackson again, he's scoring ridiculously well at the moment. Again, he benefited last week. He was, I think, they were the top two scorers on the ground. Jackson and Gorn, who just kept kicking to them. Uh, I'm not sure if his scoring is sustainable either. Um, Will Brody is only just below that. Taranto, look, his scoring is not sustainable at that. I've seen this before from Taranto. I've seen that he'll spend a month forward. I've seen it. I'm not interested. You couldn't, like, there's no chance that I will have Taranto in my side this year. I would much rather run Will Brody at F6 than have Tim Taranto because he's only playing one role. And yeah, he might have low time on ground, but at least I don't have to yell at the coach every five minutes for playing him forward for half a game. Do you think Brody comes close to averaging Taranto for the rest of the year? He's already within what he's he's averaging a hundred points per game at the moment, and what Taranto is what one hundred and ten. Yeah, I reckon absolutely. I think that I think that Brody can average somewhere between ninety five to one hundred, and I think that Taranto probably averages about a hundred for the year. Okay, so Taranto minus five on average for the rest of the year. What do you mean? Taranto minus five? Oh, we're doing so, another yeah. bet. So whatever Taranto <laughs> averages, Brody has to right. come within five points of that for the rest of the year. Not f- not from what's already happened. Oh, for the rest of the year? On. That's yeah. a great bet for the rest of the year. For the rest of the year. So you don't even get the 110 that he's averaging at the moment. It's Correct. starting from now. Start fresh from now. Start from round Taranto four. What, what, what's against the bet? Brody. What are we doing? Um, that Brody has to get within five points. 5.0. Or closer hmm. on Taranto for the weeks. rest of the year. Ask me in two weeks. No, because then there's less rounds. There's a less <laughs> variance. <laughs> of course. No, Actually, I need that... to see how. I need to see what Brody's role is going to be like with Monday and five back uh, in the team. Six points. <laughs> gives me an extra point. Thanks, but I think I'll wait my turn. <laughs> okay, it's back to five <laughs> points. Point. Um, can't hurt someone for trying. Uh, okay, so I think. I think that kind of wraps us up as far as that. I don't mind Taranto as an option. Again, I'm waiting for Toby Green to come back in there. Um, again, it's you kind of expect him to get around that 100 mark. Is he going to average 110 for the year? No, I don't think so as well. I think there's a lot of people that are overperforming, and it's not sustainable. So Docky, Dockety, overperforming, not sustainable. There's a lot of people that are overperforming, and it's just not sustainable. Um, also, the first month, teams are probably trying to attack a little bit more, except for Port Adelaide. And I think they'll start to get a bit of a grip on it's, the way There's still merit in trading these play. guys in, though, because you, is there there's still value price. So oh, you say, yeah, is it merit? So yeah. there's, you know, like, you know, Doherty's still only like, what, five, 
what is he, 550 or something? Isn't he or 540 or something? Oh, no, he's like 570 and, or something. Nah, not yet. I think Doggity, next yeah. round he will be. No, surely Doggity not. Doggity is 569. Well, I said 570. I wow. Mean, that, is, that is a lot. Um, and, you know, and Taranto is 535 right now. Even Heaney's yep. only 528. I mean, yeah. you know, so they're not overpriced by any stretch right now, but they will be in a couple of weeks when we start upgrading. So that's why people are trying to jump on them now. So I can, I understand why someone like, yeah, while you're looking at Crips with a one-week injury and saying, look, if it turns into a two-weeker or a three-weeker or whatever, then you really need to make that decision this week. Uh, but I would say just, yeah, hold your horses. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, I'm not sure what I'm going to do this week, Chris, whether I hold him or not uh, yet to be yeah, decided, to be honest. You don't have any rookies or anything to trade in anyway, so you'll, you might go tradeless uh, this week. Yeah, unless I upgrade, because I've also got 240000 so I feel like it's kind of a I'd waste if I don't have another. I don't yeah, know what you about... talked about in the last pod, but I'd, I'd be getting rid of him. Yeah, or it's either that or get rid of – I'm hoping that um, Whitfield forces my hand and actually I try and get in, say – uh, mm-hmm. I might try and bring in a Hall or a Doherty instead um, of Whitfield. Yep, that sounds but good. But then I'm not really having an extra premium this week. So I'm like, well, if I'm if I'm missing out on Crips for a week, then the logic would say I have $240,000 in the bank. I need another premium to balance that out because most people won't have another premium this week. They're just sideways a premium. So if I can actually upgrade, then basically I'd be, I've I'd neutralized be it. I'd be using a 240 and and spending it on both on Whitfield and Bowie and getting them both up to actual premiums. So I yeah, don't know I what you can do I can't in afford defense, that. But... I can get to about 480. I think I, I can literally go and get Doherty and yeah. I can get um, Sicily, which isn't going to be that ideal. Um, I'll tell you. Here what's we go. Hall, do what's Hall at these days? Uh, I might be able to get so not... if I If I move on Doherty and don't get him, then I might actually be able to do something. Please wait. Yeah, Bowie hold gone. The hold, hold the line. Hold, Bowie gone. Hold. Whitfield gone. See, everyone could just see this. I've got one point oh seven million. You could get you could get Sinclair and Hall. Oh fuck Sinclair! I'm not picking up Sinclair. Uh, if I go and bring in Hall, I've got five hundred twenty nine thousand, which doesn't really Sinclair. <laughs> or you get any price. Heaney in your Luke four Ryan. Ryan. Hey, I could get Luke Ryan by seven hundred dollars. Um. Then literally, it's there's no one. It's literally no one. So pretty much, I would have to downgrade someone in order to make that happen. So it's um, yeah. Look, it's not ideal. I could just go straight yeah. up and go Bowie. Whitfield has a break even anyway of like eighty, so he's not really going to drop cash at eighty six break even. So I think even nah, so I just played, think he's just going to leak your points, and he's yeah, just but not, at least he's like not a going to cop anything. Yeah, you can wait. But I mean, who's going to upgrade to next week? I don't think I have any upgrades at all. I don't have any downgrade options. And then you start in your upgrade cycle next week. So, I mean, I'd be making the move this week. But, I mean, you know, you do. Yeah, but I can't afford two, Chris. That's the issue. Actually, I could probably afford Heaney. And then I could put a Driscoll back forward. That's literally oh. what I just said. Do you not oh, listen really? to me? Oh, Are you up. listening to the words that come out of my mouth? Coming out of my mouth? <laughs> uh, Russia. Oh. Are you yeah. listening to the words that come out of my mouth? Yeah. Nice one. Um, please hold. Defender. Where is Aaron Hall? Because I think Aaron. then Aaron Hall, and then if I go and push 
Uh, that's like, oh, that's going to hurt. I don't have any other forward mid swings except for actual premiums. Oh, if Crips is out this week, that could work for a week. It can work for a week. I've got 529,000, Chris. I can afford Heaney. No way. Mm-hmm. Well, forward, uh, Heaney's about to get forward mid status, I think. Uh, if he plays well enough. I can literally afford Heaney by $1,400. So basically, mm-hmm. Whitfield out, Bowie out, Aaron Hall and Isaac Heaney in. And literally, I've gone, trades, bro. I've gone a premium up, mate. Crips out for a week. That's okay. Can You're you welcome. Play and thanks for, for coming. And this is why you should be having me on the podcast every week. But, you know, whatever. Hey, it's not for the fact that we don't offer. Sometimes you're busy. And I was in lockdown. I'm always busy. I am uh, always busy. That's what I anyway, do. Anyway, so the key, the key message, the key message from this to take away, ladies and gentlemen, is that there is always a way to fix your side. Mm-hmm. I think that That's wraps true. it up, Chris. All right. Uh, thanks, everyone, for joining us. Enjoy this special. Enjoy the little improv at the end there. And... um We'll catch you next time. We will catch you next time. We'll be having a splash vodka and be like, ah, like that. Splash samples, mate. If it's free, it's me. I love it. Love it since 2003. (laughs) I'll talk to you soon. (laughs) Go West Coast. Here you go.